1: All right, Ooh, we've been smoking feel- something. We're a, we're a bit feisty and frisky this morning.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need a bit of uh, jigging along. And yeah,
1: oh, yeah, keep yeah, going. <laughs> well, you know, it is a little bit of a weird day because we're recording on a Sunday, which is not our regular day. So we're a little bit squirrely today, and that's okay.
0: It's definitely throwing me off course. I have to say, <laughs> I'm kind of not sure what day of the week it is. Is it <laughs> Monday? Is it Sunday? Yeah. What's happening? We have no idea.
1: I might not even no be wearing clue. pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, but I like it. <laughs> but you, exactly.
1: You know, it's just going to put us in a different zone for our podcast today.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't like a little bit of unpredictability every now and again? Ex-
1: I mean, honestly, right? Exactly. Mm, yeah. So how has your week been going?
0: Yeah, the week's been going good. I, um, I went out for a lovely brisk walk this morning. Oh along the seafront um and it's still it's still wild and windy um so I do feel like I've come back with half of the beach inside of my hair (laughs) you know that bit where you kind of keep finding grains of sand (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) but it felt really good just to get out and get the blood pumping so I need to stop being so lazy and just do it more often because I know I feel great when I've done it oh
1: yes exactly right you'll never feel like it but after you do it it's great
0: I know so yeah I um, I need to give myself a bit of a talking to
1: ah (laughs) that internal coach that internal dialogue
0: yeah Yeah, I need to uh, I need to deploy my inner coach
1: ah good for you excellent oh that Mm. sounds wonderful
0: (laughs) so how are you doing
1: well I have a confession
0: (laughs) oh come on what have you been doing
1: causing trouble again (laughs) So I went out for a paddle yesterday, right?
0: You haven't had that helicopter ever, have
1: you? (laughs) I mean, so I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. But like, (laughs) I paddled nearly 18 miles down the Harlem that joins into into the East River. And I sort of stopped by a little cove. And then I see like this whole collection of like fire trucks and ambulances and police just sort of on the Manhattan side. And there's probably about 20 vehicles there. And I was like, whoa, there must be some crazy shit going on there. And then two NYPD police boats start coming up to me and I was like, oh my God, you've got to be joking. So I, I <laughs> so this, again, two very hot, extremely hot officers are on the bow of the ship and they're like, hey, are you in distress? And I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm not. And I said, look, this is ha- this is the second time this has happened to me. What do I do? How do I, they're like, no, you're just minding your own business. Not your fault. Somebody just called and said you were in distress. And I said, are all those fire trucks and ambulances for me? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> I was
0: like, oh, <laughs> no shit. way. So,
1: yeah. So there was, there, it looked like there was a terrorist attack about, I I thought, oh, my God, there's something really going on on the other shore. It's embarrassing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I look like you such. You are a
0: police magnet. <laughs> Do you am. know that?
1: I am. I don't know what I, I must be a really shitty paddler. Like I don't know. Come on,
0: you've got to stop affecting your stroke <laughs> I because know. <laughs> I know, I know that that distress stroke that you're doing right now I isn't really working. Is. I, die- <laughs> I know,
1: I don't know. Oh my gosh, I just.
0: It's I, a bit like when, yeah. a, when a kid gets in the water and they first start learning how to swim and they look like they're drowning. Is that the technique that it you're deploying?
1: Well, you know, you know how you never know, like when you're dancing, you think you look great. But when yeah. you, you see the video footage, you see the like, video oh back and you're like, terrible. what was I doing? I know. I'm
0: thinking maybe I <laughs> My body was not moving, moving oh, in coordination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: all arms, all toes. Yeah, no, I, I think I got to film myself and, fi- and do the replay yeah. because there's something going on.
0: There certainly I'm a bit is. they of
1: a police magnet. I,
0: either that, or they keep saying, "Yeah, there's this real hot chick that <gasps> keeps going out on oh, the yeah. weekend."
1: Oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> so I was talking to my husband, and he's like, "You got to start going out in a bikini." And I was like, "Yeah, I really need to up my game because these, without exception, these guys who come up in their boats are just the hottest. Like like the calendar guys <laughs> of the NYPD." <laughs> Yeah. Um, So I, you know, I, I I don't know, I asked, like, is there anything I can do to signal to people that I'm not in distress? And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, don't worry about it with a smile. And I'm like, well, maybe they enjoy this too. You know, (laughs) blowing up 10s of 1000s of dollars of like, uh, you know, the taxpayers money, I guess. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah it's obviously quiet in new york i tell you there's nothing Uh, else going on yeah they they need to kill a bit of time they need to justify their existence they're like what can we do (laughs) let's take a trip out and visit anna
1: (laughs) i think i'm gonna be on a first name basis (laughs) yeah oh my god i
0: Um, like i
1: don't want to keep doing this but i may have more police incidents to report
0: i don't know yeah, I tell you, watch this space next week.
1: Watch this space, guys. And if anybody is mm. wondering who the hell is like calling the, you know, these massive like terrorist level police responses to the shores of the Hudson and the East River. Well, <laughs> her name is Anna. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a shitty paddler, apparently. <laughs>
0: yeah. And you were doing so well with your paddle boarding, too. I
1: mean, to be honest, I feel like I'm do I feel great. Like, I feel like my paddle is really good. <laughs> I but bet you
0: do with all that attention. <laughs> I mean, to be honest. Who wouldn't feel great with that?
1: <laughs> Ooh, I know. And like bar none, they're always smiling. They're always they're always looking very chuffed and very like um, amused by me so oh, I bet they are
0: <laughs> <laughs> smoking oh, oh my gosh
1: yeah no I need to get my best bikini on and uh you know yeah
0: tan it up bring on the summer absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. well causing a stir once again oh
1: my gosh yes indeed yeah mm. so speaking about stirs what's going on yeah. at the relationship desk of love
0: the love desk is definitely stirring this Ooh, week
1: hello okay
0: So I've been reading this article, which is all about um, 14 ways to help you build a stronger relationship in 2021.
1: Oh, please. (laughs) Okay, go
0: on. We need this. (laughs) So we know that 2020 was um, the weirdest year Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we probably ever had. Mm -hmm. And because of that, things have changed quite a lot for us. Dynamics have changed. Relationships have changed. The way that we live, work, eat. Um, interact with each other just basically everything's been turned upside down and turned on its head mm-hmm. so we can imagine that is going to have had a bit of an impact on relationships so mm. you and I know that from conversations that we have with clients we know it from um, some of the other work that we do so this article was specifically written about the time that we are now and what we can do about it to strengthen our relationships oh go on I'm excited okay I'm ready to share so number one on the list i really like this one is take the time to self-reflect
1: oh yes
0: Mm. Mm. so self-reflection for anybody that doesn't know is where we do take some time out and um, often we kind of use the excuse we haven't got time to self-reflect but it's really really important exercise to do and to try and do on a regular basis to just take time to consider the day consider Mm. what's happened Consider how you reacted, how others reacted to situations, what you may have done differently. What do you think of things now that some time has passed by? Mm. How did you feel? what thoughts were going on in your head Mm -hmm. what fears are coming up so you really start to explore some of the things that we often dismiss during the day Mm -hmm. because we haven't got time to focus on it or we just think that's not for now Mm -hmm. we're going to pop it in a box and and what self-reflection does is really helps us to explore some of those things that are going on for us Mm -hmm. and allows us to explore it in a safe way without judgment, just mm. to let some of those things wash over us and then see what we think about them. Oh, nice, yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's really good to make some time for self-reflection.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Number two is listen in a new way. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was intrigued about this. Yeah. Like, what is this new way? So this is talking about how we get into a bit of a pattern in relationships mm. Now, I know this to be true. Have you have you ever just been sat having a conversation and you suddenly think, I have not got a clue what you've just said? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> so we start drifting off and we go mm. into a different zone and we're thinking about all the things that we didn't finish during the week at work or actually what am I going to make for dinner tomorrow night (laughs) because there's nothing in the fridge and suddenly realize that your partner is talking and has been talking for a while and you haven't got a clue Mm -hmm. what the conversation's about Mm -hmm. so this is around really tuning in it's about being present it's about focusing and listening to the words and not listening because you want to think about how you're going to respond just listening to try and understand your partner and it really will it's called active listening and it really will help to transform your relationship wow number three ask better questions ah, i was yes. very excited about this one anna yes so a good foundation for coaching is around asking questions and being curious and engaging with other people and listening to some of the cues looking at some of the body language the other things that might be going on and being intrigued by that and asking questions that help to draw out more information <sighs> Yeah. So I really like that one. Yeah. That's what we do, Anna.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Number four was do mix business and personal. Yes. It's quite intriguing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And this is all around the fact that actually we've got no boundaries anymore in life. There's no Mm. physical separation between home and work. There's people crop up on your zoom calls when you least expect it a good example of that is this week i was on a call and my daughter came home from school and it's uh our last week at school before she finishes for for good and goes off to university so it's all a very exciting time yeah and she popped in and uh the guy i was on the on a zoom call with said oh is that your daughter and i said yeah yeah i said come in come and say hello oh my god. and my daughter just pops her head in hi yeah <laughs> so we are in this place yeah. where if you think two years ago if somebody popped in <laughs> on a zoom thing you'd be like mortified embarrassed yeah. you'd be like oh no i'm really sorry like i don't have a personal life yeah. <laughs> i don't yeah. have an existence outside of this call so all that's changing yeah. we're kind of we are um all human beings we're all interacting in a multitude yeah. of ways so it's embracing some of that yes absolutely Yeah. Number five, plant a garden metaphorically oh okay Mm. Uh so I like this analogy around planting a seed and watering it and attending to it and then helping to nourish it and and then therefore watching it grow and there's a real connection isn't there with a relationship so we can't just put the seed in the ground and and start the relationship we have to carry on watering it we have to fertilize it we have to give it nutrients in order to watch it grow and that's the same in a relationship (sighs) Yes, so,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, keep doing the work, keep putting in the effort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Explore online experiences. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Never time is come now. Up, yeah. yeah, this has come up before, hasn't it? So it's not around just, um, if you can't get out and about and you can't do things that you would have previously have done, yeah. then take up some new experiences online together and yes. explore them. Yes. Number eight is start networking. so previously we would have gone out and done networking with people face to face so it talks about how there's new ways to connect and create connections online and it's really healthy for your relationship to have connections that are outside of just your kind of immediate circle Mm -hmm. and you get exposed to new ways of thinking you get exposed to different people and that can provide different levels of conversation and understanding within your relationship ah yes mm. yeah number nine be vulnerable and thoughtful oh yeah and i think this is quite a key part to a relationship isn't it this i've been doing a lot of research around attachment theories and mm. um avoidant attachment styles and anxious attachment styles and there's something about how we connect with each other on with a layer of vulnerability but also this thoughtfulness, this mm. compassion, this understanding for the other person Mm -hmm. so Anna and I were just chatting before about ego and how ego drives a lot of the things that we do and I think this plays into number nine Mm -hmm. around when we've got uh, the ego at play we're not being as thoughtful towards other people Mm -hmm. because we're looking at how do I win how do I get what I want how do I get my own way
1: how do I prove that I'm right
0: yeah yeah and it also remove some of the vulnerability because we don't want to admit that we're not right all the time Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. that we don't have all the answers or that we're scared sometimes Mm -hmm. or we're worried about the future or we don't want to get too close so there's all of those things that can come up and the ego can mask that and stops us from being our true self oh gosh
1: Mm. absolutely
0: number 10 is make memories oh oh i like that yeah (laughs) yeah and i think they don't have to be massive memories i think we have this view don't we and a lot of it comes from the tv that we watch and the societal inputs that if we're making memories there have to be these amazing instagram worthy um occasions but it's not true is it so the memories can be the smallest of things like my partner and i often reminisce about the time when we first met before we really kind of got together and we're just friends and weirdly enough I went to his house to teach him how to make pavlova like don't ask what (laughs) but I did um and we had a great time and that memory sticks in both of our minds Mm. of just being a fun experience and we still talk about it now we talk about how like what we're feeling what we're thinking kind of what was really you know what was going on some of those underlying thoughts But yeah. it was it's a fond memory that we look back on. It wasn't yeah. like a big momentous kind of grand trip around the world. It was yeah. a an afternoon bacon pavlova <gasps> together. Oh my gosh.
1: And oftentimes there's no price tag on it. It's it yeah. doesn't involve material items. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Mm. Although I did have to take all of the cooking implements to his house because I was convinced he wouldn't have what what we needed. (laughs) So I basically transported my kitchen to his. Oh my God, that's (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) That's the control freak of me going, well, if we're going to do it, we've got to do it right, so we need everything. (laughs) Here's the list. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Number 11, schedule some time apart and some time together. Ah, Mm mm-hmm. I think that's a secret of a good relationship. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and And scheduling the time apart is the thing that's in our blind spot. We don't have to often think about that.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's something that's been quite tricky, I think, with 2020 and into 2021, getting that, that space, that time, and even just going out for a walk and then coming back and having a conversation about what you saw or yeah. what the weather was like or... Um, yeah. If you enjoyed your walk or not, like, there's still some merit in his, in it. And then your partner can talk about what they've been doing while you were out. And so there is um, any any separation, I think, is healthy for a relationship. Yes. As long as it's not too far the other extreme. Right. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Some balance to be had. Yeah. Number 12. Double down on your close relationships. Ah, yes. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So yeah, so this is really encouraging to connect with with all the relationships that you've got that are closest mm. to you. So it's not just putting all of your investment in your intimate relationship. Mm. It is about keeping up those close bonds. Absolutely. Mm. Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Number 13, think about what you want. Oh. Mm. Now, this is something a lot of people struggle with. Mm-hmm. So... If you say, I want a stronger relationship, what does that mean to you? Mm. So we each have a different perspective and view on words and language and meaning. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. really trying to get more specific and go a little bit deeper on the things that you want. One of the things that I find is if you ask people what they want in a relationship, they very often struggle to answer it, Mm. but they can tell you what they don't want. Yes. So it's a great mindset shift to say, actually, what do you you really want? And I think some of that is because we're blocked by... The things that we think aren't possible. So we're blocked mm-hmm. by these beliefs that say, well, this is how it should be. This is how it's always been. I can't possibly dream beyond that. Mm. Um, so we have things that hold us back and stop us from, we feel scared to dream sometimes.
1: Absolutely. Especially if we feel if we're, we're trying to be the perfect partner for somebody else.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we
1: fit in their box and we yeah. make ourselves small. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And then the final one, so number 14, is connect with your acquaintances. Oh. Now, I'm not sure about this one. <laughs> I only do deep relationships.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go, absolutely. You should put that on a t-shirt.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it says it's a good time to look at all of your relationships, past and present, and reach out to people who fell off. I'm not saying that you go back to anything toxic, but just really look at some of the friends that maybe you've lost touch with and have a conversation. Actually, Mm. I'm back on board. I like that one. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) Remember early in the pandemic when you had brought us the news that even the casual acquaintances of the person in the shop, the person, you know, when we when we were so locked down. Yeah. Even having conversation with a person who pumps the gas yes. is yeah. going to give you great meaning.
0: Making small connections and often with people yeah. will build your happiness and, and give you some fulfillment to the yeah. day. So yeah. so yeah, 14 ways there. Make a relationship stronger. 2021 go and do it
1: <laughs> beautiful that's a lovely list I love it that's a great yeah. map
0: what I liked about it was it wasn't the usual you often get the usual things the usual kind of go-to's yeah I quite like that there was a mixture of things in there that were yeah. things that were a little bit more interesting and um you had some curiosity to find out what they meant
1: yeah oh yes that's exactly it absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. that was great thank you
0: that's the love desk over and out oh the love desk (laughs) it's
1: pumping (laughs) always working 24 7
0: always i'm always on this always on the scout seriously my work is never ending (laughs) never ending oh
1: that's beautiful (laughs) well i appreciate this this is amazing Uh. and our
0: listeners (laughs) yeah nice so hot topic
1: let's go let's go let's do it yeah
0: Today the hot topic is to flirt or not to flirt.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so hold on a second. Talking about things where I'm like, so what do we mean here? What do we mean to flirt or not to flirt?
0: Well, it's interesting. So we're just talking there about what do words and language mean to people? Yeah. So do you want me to share first or would you like to share No, you go for it. Go for it. Okay. So I think flirting is kind of it's a bit of a mix between kind of a bit of playfulness and it's kind of, there's some, there's a little bit of passion I think in there. There's a little bit of attraction I would say Mm -hmm. without stepping beyond a boundary line. Ah, So there's, Yeah, a bit of attraction mixed with a bit of playfulness Uh and a bit of cheekiness for good Ah, measure. Ah, cheekiness. Oh, there
1: you go. that's how I would describe (laughs) it. I was waiting for the cheekiness. (laughs) Yeah. So you're speaking about like if you're in a relationship and you're interacting with folks who you are... With other folks, essentially. Um, is it okay to be a little cheeky, a little playful with other yeah. people if you're in a relationship? Yeah. Aha. Absolutely.
0: You can also have flirtiness within your relationship as well, which is oh, yes. completely allowed. Yes. But some people may not be natural flirters and then ah. may then struggle with a partner who is more flirty or either kind of within the relationship or without the relationship. So you can... You can see how you can get a whole different dynamic and tension possibly. It depends on your levels of attachment, I guess, and how you form bonds, whether that would bother you or not bother you. Oh. There's there's a lot in here, I think. Oh, there is. Yeah. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, so I, I think that... Um, There are people who are just naturally vivacious, naturally passionate, and they love the playfulness with everybody. And if they're in a relationship, and depending on sort of your monogamy agreement, and whether you're monogamous or whatnot, or what the the individual sort of terms of your relationship are, there are some people who find that it gives them the spice of life when they're able to be themselves. And their authentic self is just letting their passion shine at all times. I was actually just speaking with a client. And uh, they, what's funny is that they're they're having this tussle with their significant other because their significant other is really attracted to them when they're broken off and when they're on a break because they see this person being totally vivacious and passionate with other people. And so Mm. that other person is really attracted to that. But the second that they get together again and in a relationship, that same passion makes them jealous. And uh, I've sort of de-identified the genders here, but, um, you know, essentially... This can create a lot of conflict because the same passion and flirtatiousness that somebody loves to watch when they're not together, that's the thing that raises their attraction, can become a real problem when that person is so, quote unquote, owned and locked down.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I would have to say that, like, if you're a passionate, vivacious, flirty person, your partner was attracted to that. And if jealousy starts to come in, you know, uh, what can happen sometimes is that person can make themselves feel small and can turn off their light because they don't want to make their, their significant other jealous.
0: Oh, yeah. That, I mean, there's so much that can happen, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like that person has more of an anxious style of attachment mm. and therefore doesn't feel secure in the relationship, doesn't feel secure yeah. in themselves. Yep. And as a result, the jealousy is coming out. And as you say, then the flip side is then, well, I can't be that person. I can't be who I am supposed to be. I have to watch myself. I'm on my guard. I've got to moderate my behavior. Mm -hmm. Eventually, that could lead to resentment.
1: Well, and it becomes a hot potato situation. So Mm -hmm. you get these couples where this one person loves the flirtatious, vivaciousness Mm -hmm. of this other. But yet when they come too close, it's the hot potato You can't get too close to the fire and that the relationship falls apart again. And you're always sort of doing this dance of coming close to each other. And then, you know, there's a big jealous blow up and then you guys separate or fall apart. How do you keep this beautiful, vivacious person in your life? She'll, Oh, I gave that away. She'll continue to shine, guys. She'll continue to shine. And how do you keep yourself and build up your confidence to say, yeah, she's a she's a shiny star. She's a beautiful object. Everyone's going to notice that. I did. And how, how do I know that I'm going to be enough for her or
0: him? But then you know you need to work on yourself. Then.
1: Exactly, exactly. So to flirt or not to flirt, I think my answer is like, if you're flirtatious, if that's your passion, you keep shining your light.
0: Keep doing I, it. Yeah. I'm not like a massively jealous person. So it doesn't really it's never really been a thing for me. Um I remember when I was married, my husband, he didn't really flirt very often. Mm. And this there was this one person at his work who's obviously attracted to oh. and um and we went to like a works uh party and came home and he was like a proper giggly little schoolboy oh. and I was like <laughs> I said, you've got a crush on her, haven't you? And not in a confrontational way whatsoever at all. I just found it kind of mildly amusing. Mm -hmm. But I'm not a jealous person. But I imagine if you were and you weren't, you didn't feel secure in your relationship, then that could be a ticking time bomb just waiting to explode. Absolutely. So it does really come down to why am I feeling, why am I having the reaction that I'm having? Mm -hmm. What does that tell me about myself and what can I do about it?
1: Absolutely. Well, I am a jealous person. <laughs> so I can tell you, I'm super jealous for sure. And and it's often that it's not like my dudes even give me sort of a reason to be jealous. I make up stories on my own, like they may or may not. <laughs> because when they're shining, people notice It's the same stuff that I was attracted to him in the beginning is that if he's just sort of doing his own thing and like and being shiny and being wonderful, people will notice that and will be gravitating towards. And and then I make up all sorts of stories in my head about what's going to happen. So I've learned from personal experience that I have to modulate my own confidence. It All comes from me because I have to have faith that this person is with me for some reason. And then also, you know, we can always, you know, re-examine monogamy and what that means. And, Mm. you know, is it okay to be attracted to other people when you're in a relationship? It actually is because that's the normal thing. Does that mean that they're going to go off shagging the other person? Probably not. In some relationships, that's a yes. But in most cases, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that. But, you know, how do I really ground myself in my own and recognize that the thing that I was attracted to is the thing that everybody else is attracted to? Yeah. So it's my, if I want to be with that person who attracts other people and shines, rather than putting out their light, my other choice is to bring up my confidence and sit in my own and then, you know, use that list of 14 things to be able to look outside of the relationship and lean into my friends, lean into the things that are important to me yeah, and let my partner shine.
0: And let yourself shine as well.
1: I'm a pretty shiny object too, exactly.
0: <laughs> you are indeed.
1: Yeah. yeah. Jealousy makes us forget how shiny we are. And it yeah. f- makes us forget like, you know, um leaning into all those things that make us beautiful and exciting.
0: Yeah. I think it's nice to flirt every now and again. Yeah. I'm quite a um pre COVID days. I'm quite a touchy feely person. Uh- So I'm very tactile um, Mm. and I recognise actually sometimes that's not a good thing because not everybody is, they don't like their personal space (laughs) being invaded um, and so sometimes I have to check myself in that and realise that now in a workplace as well you can't always you know that could then be yeah now sexual harassment if I touch somebody on the arm oh yeah Um, yeah (laughs) so you do uh, you know there are there are some new considerations that we need to be aware of I think when it comes to flirting Mm -hmm. so it is a I I think it can be a bit of a delicate thing so not only from a personal perspective so what impact does it have on your relationship Mm -hmm. if you are a naturally flirty person but then in a work environment or with colleagues or people you're interacting with then how you know when is familiar too familiar yeah and knowing you know knowing the person that you're with and what's acceptable and what isn't so it's really trying to have your spidey senses out yeah. and assessing that on a you know a moment by moment basis because remember yeah. it could change so I might yes. be comfortable one day and not comfortable the yes. next because of something else that's happened um, and yeah. so it's constantly reevaluating where you're at yeah. I think so, yeah, it's a different day and age now, I think, for flirting, isn't it? Like, yeah. it used to be that flirting was quite acceptable and fun. Yeah. And yeah. Kind of feel like it's been taken away from me.
1: Oh, Sarah, <laughs> you inappropriate gal. You.
0: Damn, I've just realized. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> some, some some self-awareness going on right now. Yeah, moment of reckoning. <laughs> Damn. And, you know, it's, it's really... a good job I haven't been allowed out for the last 12 <laughs> <of> months, right?
1: <laughs> you sound like a tiger in the cage. <laughs> I know, (laughs) you know, what's really beautiful about that is we're taking it out of that conventional narrative of the man like that you saying, look, I'm a pretty touchy feely person. And yeah, because we, you know, we always sort of place it as, you know, men being inappropriate, but it's just it's for everybody to realize that so many of us have been putting up with behaviors that we don't consent to, but that we think that we have to because maybe they're their boss, maybe they're a colleague, we don't want to hurt their feelings. But the good thing about this movement is to say Let's all check ourselves in terms of yeah. what people consent to, what people are comfortable with, what yeah. are not. And how do how do we find out? We ask them. Yeah. You know, maybe it might feel a little awkward to be like, you know, I'm a pretty touchy per- feely person. How about you? What, what are your yeah. boundaries? Yeah. And just like you said, too, is ev- evaluate the consent all the time. Just because it was OK uh, last October doesn't mean that June it is because things yeah. may have changed and always just yeah. check in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I'm never allowed out again now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... Just just to really set the record straight, when I say kind of like touchy-feely, I genuinely just mean like tapping somebody on the arm when I'm talking to them yes. in an endearing sort of way, yeah. right? I just want to set the record straight here. <laughs> You're not pitching
1: any bottoms.
0: <laughs> I'm certainly not, no. I do gen. I have like a major... I have a, a really strong internal moral compass. So oh, good. I do know the difference between right and wrong yeah but naturally people as a person I would if I was still talking to you pre-covid days yeah. if we we're having a laugh and a joke I may just touch you on the arm <laughs> sounds like I shouldn't
1: well you know for me I would be quite excited and happy with that okay well, so you're allowed to touch to me on, you the arm. Exactly. Touch you on the arm <laughs> still haven't met in person and when we do a couple yeah. of items I'm going to check out your garden and yeah. we're going to be close talking and you're going to touch me on the arm
0: Yeah, and we're going to have um, a champagne podcast. Ah,
1: yes, indeed, with a champagne fountain.
0: (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Same up. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly. Well, that sounds good. I think that I have a bit more clarity now on to flirt or not to flirt.
0: Yeah. So I feel like now I can't flirt. Like after that conversation. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we've gone. Anna now feels like it's acceptable to flirt, and yeah. for a partner to flirt. I'm yeah. thinking nobody can ever flirt ever again.
1: <gasps> no, 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 no. Oh no! You can't put your light out, my dear. No, you have to keep the light shining. That's part of your yeah. light. Your your physical affection is part of the light.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a warm yeah. character. What can I say? You he can't
1: <laughs> help it. Absolutely. God. We know that you're not going to be one of those people who, like, hand on the back that creeps down a bit too low I know you're not going to be that person definitely
0: not definitely not
1: you're not going to be sliding (laughs) into my DMs with your like creepy hands which is perfect
0: oh speaking about sliding into DMs
1: yes
0: (laughs) so I think I think I've deleted the message because I was so disgusted with it but um, I had a really creepy one this week so random connection then comes into my messaging and says something about don't you look beautiful would love to have a go of that oh and I was like, oh, block, block, oh, delete.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> what gives people the right?
1: Did they think they were flirting?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, see, that is a classic case of not, not how not to flirt, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So they then even posted something on a timeline <laughs> oh picture, God. which I then had to try and delete. Hell, yeah. Because I thought that is not how I want my timeline to oh, look.
1: for God's sake. So oh my yeah.
0: God just be careful. That's all I'm saying. And never be afraid to block somebody that you don't want to have a conversation with.
1: Absolutely. So, Oh my god, okay. Yeah, to flirt or not to flirt. If that's your flirting, you need to shut that shit down.
0: Yeah, if that's your flirting style, you're doing it all wrong. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There you go, see? That really is offensive. It is offensive.
1: So now do you feel better? Like you're not
0: being yeah, like, I'm not that a, man. That's yeah, what you Jewel. Exactly. <laughs> There's none of that predator oh, that's behavior terrifying. going
1: on. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, listeners, if you're out there and you have uh creepy um men or women sliding into your DMs, you can block them, you can delete messages, you do not have to pay any attention to it.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful.
0: It's my public service and I'm speaking. No why, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oh, right. Should we um, sidle along to a question?
1: Let's meander.
0: (laughs) Shimmy, shimmy. Shimmy, shimmy. (laughs) Okay, so this week's question is, why is it that men won't marry a single mother, but women will marry a single father?
1: Oh, Oh my god! This is don't know where to start. Holy here. shit. <laughs> I have had this come up with clients.
0: Oh, uh huh. Okay, so share you know, more, obviously within yeah. the confound of um, confidentiality.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's amazing how this is coming up, and it's what it did. It, it provoked a lot of thought because I thought I had one view on this, which is that's just unfair. Parity between the genders. You know, we should be able to, but. The truth is a lot of whether they're single parents, single men, single women with children, um, Mm. they often have different behaviors and different arrangements. Um, There are some gendered roles in these sorts of arrangements that can really kind of dictate whether, you know, marrying into that situation might be a little different. Anyways, I'm not making any sense. But what I will say is that my experience with clients has really tossed things up now where I'm not... I'm not as sure as I was on this. So let's just say that. Let's turn it over to you. I'm obviously confused.
0: Yeah, you sound confused. I really desperately am stopping myself from coaching you right now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So
0: um, yeah, I won't go down that route. But (laughs) so for me, the thing that comes up is around. So for me, I can't see why there would be a difference, but I can see why there's a difference. Um, So there should be no reason. There should be no difference between a male or a female with children it's the same thing. I can see why there is a difference because for me, I feel it comes down to confidence of females and mothers. Mm. And I'm generalizing here because I know that, you know, some men feel exactly the same, but I feel like it's a confidence thing where they don't feel like they're worth what they are and they're not looking at all the positives and the benefits that they're bringing mm. and I say this from experience because I remember going through a period saying well who's going to want to go out with a mother that's got two kids blah 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 mm. I had a big long negative list of all the things that I thought were not appropriate in my life none of it was true and when you look at it I remember a friend having a conversation with me that says well hang on a minute let's look at the flip side then you're a professional woman you've got your own house you've got two gorgeous beautiful children you um, are intelligent you can you know have a really great conversation with you you're beautiful you yeah. did a, like and reading off a big long list of all the things that were great about me and it's great to have good cheerleaders like that yeah yeah (laughs) and I was like at the end of the conversation I was like well yeah you're right actually so I think there's something around the mindset there so if the Mm. mindset is if the thoughts that are going on are I am a you know a single mother with kids uh, that comes with a certain amount of connotation or baggage or it's a mindset thing for me so it's linked to my view of who I am and what I've got to offer Mm -hmm. so if my view as a single mother is that actually that is a problem rather than a benefit and something that I've got to offer the world then I'm going to assume that there's nobody out there that wants it Mm. whereas if you flip the mindset to say well what have I got to offer what are all the amazing beautiful um wonderful things about me and my family Mm -hmm. then you're going out there with a completely different viewpoint
1: that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense so the terminology is interesting here because you know when we talk about a single mother Versus a single father, are we assuming that the single mother has full custody of her children, the single father has full custody of his children? Is that the assumption in this terminology here?
0: Well, no, it could be a combination. So a lot there's a lot of people now who have shared custody. It's not, yeah. I think I see it less now where, where you have just sole custody of children.
1: Okay, okay. So yeah, a single mother might be raising her kids, but there may be the, a father in the picture who has part-time custody yeah. for sure. I think the thing is is like what I see sometimes is that mothers with their custody is it fair to say like they take it a lot more seriously like they really go all in whereas some men with their share of the custody may not be as completely like all in to the the parenting like they I think Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, so I I think I know what you're trying to say is around responsibility and levels of responsibility. And often you can have one parent where they take on, just naturally take on a stronger amount of responsibility and very often that is the mother. So there is then that You know, the dad turns up and takes him out, blah, blah, blah. I think that is shifting over Mm -hmm. time. I do think this responsibility is starting to be shared. And I'm not saying that it's there in all cases. I think the other thing that comes up for me, and this isn't just about whether you're dating um, somebody who's got children or who hasn't. The thing that I think is a misconception in dating is that the men have the power and the choice and the decision. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm and I think this plays into this question because it sounds like actually I've only got a choice if I'm a man I haven't got a choice if I'm a woman yeah and that's we know that that's not true yeah but I think it is a myth in dating you know and it goes back to kind of the the man will ask out the woman the woman won't ask and that's Mm -hmm. changing as well you look at the you know the younger generations who are starting out now and a lot of the girls are kind of shifting into that where yeah. they're like, no, I'll I'll decide. <laughs> I'll do the asking. yeah But there are some, you know, historical roles that we've played right. where, you know, you'd wait for the guy to make the first move. Uh, so I think some of that plays into this. Plays into it.
1: yeah no, For sure. And I, I think that the choice is really important because I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head is that if there's a disturbance or a, or a disproportionate, If women are taking a disproportionate amount of the responsibility in the child rearing, um, yeah. you know they may have shared custody 50 50 but the woman does the majority of the rearing whereas the guy is like oh you can kind of come to my house and eat chicken nuggets you know where yeah. it's sort of like your vacation time where your mom the mom yeah. does actually all the the hard does stuff to
0: the, the stuff yeah
1: so you can see then then that that sets things up for the mom might have a lot of burden where she doesn't mm-hmm. have a lot of bandwidth to be dating or she yeah. doesn't feel like she has a lot of bandwidth she's exhausted she's running everything meals and school and homework and blah, yeah where as if there's a if there's an unequal share of responsibility yeah. historically the guy might be a lot more fancy free like well i can date because even when i do have custody i'm just sort of like the sleepover place so yeah. i think that there has to be an in order for women to have a fair shot at dating again which sets you up for being able to have a long-term partner again is that yeah. you have to have a shared not just custody time it's a shared responsibility of the child rearing and i think that choice wise i think that's something that you can ask like yeah i do want to have life beyond just like you know worrying about the homework and the meals and the this and this and you know and all the you know the healthy habits right you know if if you're spending all your time worrying even when you don't even when your kid is over in the other at your at your partner's place if there's still a constant worry of are they doing their homework Mm -hmm. are they on their screens too much You have to not be able to worry about that if you want to enjoy other parts of your life.
0: Yeah, but it's it's looking then at your circle of control, your circle of influence, Mm. and then what's beyond that, and really just focus on the stuff that you can control and dabble Mm. in the stuff that you can influence the rest of it to let it go.
1: Ah, okay. So, you know, you've said many times, you know, if you have shared custody, the Mm. time when your kids are not in your home is actually really precious me time. Yeah. And if you can shift yourself to like, well, what do I want to do, including dating, right? Including maintaining a long-term partnership and not spending that entire time worrying about what your kids are doing at their other parents' house.
0: Yeah, completely. Yeah. And that's okay to do that, by the way. I just Ah. want to, any listeners out there that are faced with this predicament, it is okay to have, to put yourself first, to have some time Mm. to make some choices and decisions that result in your happiness. That is Okay. Okay. So I
1: think that's the crux of, you know, this question. Why is it that men won't marry a single mother? Is it possible that it's actually flipped on its head? Is that there's a lot of single moms who are not giving themselves the permission Mm -hmm. to be able to truly live? Yeah. And I'm sure there's all sorts of like, you know, patriarchal baggage on top Mm -hmm. of that. You know, um, perhaps men are like, oh, you know, there's, you know, another man's children, and I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm sure there's all a whole bunch of bullshit like that. But what if, as you mentioned, women put themselves out there and said, I choose to live, I choose to do stuff yeah. for myself, and I choose to choose yeah. and to go out there and not just wait for somebody to sort of approve of me
0: totally start approving of yourself start Mm -hmm. looking at all of your strengths all of your good positive qualities look at the friendships that you've got why is it that people are friends with you because that'll be a really good indicator of some of the solid sound things that are great about you and so really look at some of those close bonds that you've formed Yeah. why have they been created what is it about you that has helped to facilitate that yeah it's a really good starting position for who you are and what's important and yeah. why somebody should be with you
1: oh and if you find yourself guessing just ask like do a 360 yeah. with your friends and be like absolutely can you write me like five things that you lo- totally love about me
0: yeah and your friends by the way would love to do that yeah yeah it's a great exercise to yeah. do and people genuinely want to want to say nice things about each other it's so true so by asking them you're giving them the opportunity to do that
1: yeah It's actually Mm -hmm. part of creating good memories, right? Like this sort of exercise, getting around Mm -hmm. with a bunch of rosé and being like, let's, like that exercise that we did as we talked about in our coaching where we put a little sign on our back and or a little piece of paper on our back and our colleagues would write things about us that we couldn't see. And then we, yeah. At the very end, we did the reveal and took the sign off and read all these beautiful things um, oh, it's about lovely. us. Yeah, I still
0: got mine. I look at it every now and again.
1: Me too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah, that's why I'm great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we also did do an exercise, if you remember, where we did have to message people and ask yes. them to um, yes to send us something and we then had to share it in the group and it was really powerful and it was a lovely experience to not only to listen to other people's but to also share your own it was it was so nice yeah
1: yeah that's absolutely true
0: yeah I used to do it in um in a work environment so in team sessions I used to get people to say um three strengths that they admired in their colleague Oh, nice. Yes. This really promotes some lovely moments of sharing yeah. things yeah. that you appreciate about each other. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah.
1: This might be something really important because this question is very devious. It's that I feel like... Women really undersell themselves and really mm. don't see themselves as the prize that they are
0: yeah.
1: because they have this perception of like, well, I have kids and so I've got baggage mm. and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And and it's, it couldn't be farther from the truth. And, and we know that what you put out there is what you receive. And so if you yes. have that confident energy of like, I'm a yeah. big deal,
0: yeah.
1: people will see you. And, and of course we, we have to be working on this whole you know, male thing of, like, they perceive women who don't have children as, you know, again, there's this weird sort of propagation of the species thing, like whoever's genetic line I don't know there's some bullshit like that but Some
0: of it can be around um avoidment of commitment as well though Yeah And I would say well you know if you're after somebody that you want to be committed then that's a great thing that they don't want to be with you Absolutely (laughs) Because that's not going to reach a fulfilling relationship that's going to bring you long-term happiness Absolutely So look at what you do want and the type of person that you want to be with but really start to think about what you've done as a human being. You've grown another human being inside yeah. of your belly, and you've yeah. given birth to it, which is no like small thing, right? Oh, yeah. So you produce this life, you've brought it into the world, you've looked after it, you've nurtured it, yeah. you've provided care and attention, you've been empathetic and understanding. Like,
1: yeah,
0: who wouldn't want to be with somebody who's like that? Absolutely. Like they are amazing qualities. If I was going to yeah. write a list of the type of people that I want to be with. I'm going to put caring, I'm going to put sensitive, I'm going to put nurturing, I'm going to put empathetic. Yeah. I'm going to put all of those things on the list.
1: Resilient. Res- yes. um, you know, fighter, you know, the, you know this person has fought Problem for their solver. kid.
0: Yes, middle of on the a, night. On a split second basis. Yes. <laughs> Teachers Wives meetings. To the yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, Colic, Like all these things like yeah. in the middle of the night, like I know this yeah. person would be able to pull some th- they would be able to do the hard things. Because yeah. they've already In a done crisis,
0: it. Oh, this yeah. person would be there. Hell yes. Yeah. God, I wanna go and marry yeah. single mother. <laughs> I wanna be marrying a single mother.
1: And it's so funny because I have a very good friend and I'm thinking about her and I'm like, yep she is the person I would be like I'd marry her in a second because like she's yeah. got her shit together she's just she's at the helm of this ship and she's just guiding yeah. it through like you know every mom every kid is going to go through their wacky times and she's just guiding yeah. a strong steady ship through some really stormy seas you know yeah. consistently and you know hell yeah because <laughs> yeah. she will never buckle under pressure
0: yeah exactly exactly <laughs> Because she's she's seen it all, and that's what you need in your life. Beautiful. Go out there, date away, attract whoever you want. Yeah. If they're not attracted to you, they're not worth your time.
1: Oh hell no! Because you're a big deal.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Too right. (laughs) (laughs) Damn yes. Hell yeah. (laughs) I think I think we're getting slightly more feisty here on this podcast.
1: For all the Americans, I'd be like, can I hear an amen? Oh, they, they say that a lot. It's a bit of an American thing.
0: <laughs> um, just to be clear, though, we are very supportive of males. We're not um, saying that there are yeah. inequalities or what we generally will speak from more of a female perspective because we're yes. both women. Yes. yes. <laughs> and there's nothing else to it than that. So... I am massively supportive of males and empowering them and of single fathers because I do genuinely see that it's tough for fathers as well, especially with the responsibility thing, because it can be hard to be able to divide that in an equal way because of some of the sense of obligation that goes on behind that, I think.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And they often don't have the support because there's not a lot of articles or support written. So they're often the the men in the shadows quietly going yeah. about raising yeah. several children. Maybe they've faced terrible devastation like they've lost their their partner to yeah. to death or or to yeah. severe disability or something where and they're just that is true. They may be the minority and they're the quiet minority with very little support. So yeah. I'd be really curious to hear from a from a gent if he wants to email in at Info yeah. at GeordieLass.com because I would love to hear that other side. Yeah.
0: I would as well and we can debate it. Yeah.
1: Oh, yes. We always like to get feisty.
0: Always. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well. It's Sunday, and we've recorded a podcast. Yay, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Yes, possibly without clothing, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Don't know about you, but I definitely put clothing on to go for my walk this morning. Oh, good for you, good for (laughs) you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be the only one getting chased down by the police.
1: (laughs) Streaker, there's this uh, inconvenient streaker in Jersey who has uh, scandalized the neighborhood Uh. (laughs) with her wanton clothesless (laughs) ways.
0: It was far too windy to wear without clothes uh, okay, on today. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe later in the summer. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like I don't know what to do with myself now because it's a Sunday. <laughs> I know, I know. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's been a joy and a pleasure to record with you today.
1: Ah, uh, you as well, sir. I've had a great time.
0: Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Docs Sass.